Hello, everyone, and welcome to High Schooler Interviews. Uh, today, I have Scarlett Birmingham with, with me today. Uh, Scarlett, thank you for being here. Yeah, my pleasure. I think it's really cool that you're doing this. Yeah, so um, I wanted to start off by saying that, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm 17 years old, and I'm the reason I'm doing this podcast is I'm just interested in how people you know like do different things and and build a life for themselves you know and i've i've watched some of the some of the the tv shows and stuff that you've acted and written in and um you know i just wanted to learn how you are able to do that um sure yeah i mean i first off i think it's really cool that you're doing this and i appreciate the way you reached out with super professional and like felt um it's uh it's I think it's always good to you know pick people's brains and I assume are you you want to be a writer or filmmaker is that what you're kind of hoping to do generally (laughs) yeah I mean I'm not exactly sure but that's yeah kind of what I've thought of uh like doing for a while yeah cool yeah um yeah I um I wanted to be uh writer storyteller actor uh for as long as I can remember and um I went to school for acting originally did like all the high school plays and everything um but went to college went to NYU for um for theater and um spent like you know the better part of 10 years doing like just only acting and doing that and then um kind of like hit a place where um I realized like you don't have a ton of control as an actor. And I think a lot of actors would feel the same, like kind of say the same thing. You don't, you know, you're kind of at the mercy of everybody else. Um, so I started writing and sharing, um, sharing my work. And it, it's just been, um, it's been a really interesting journey the last like five to seven years of, um, of working more as a writer than an actor. Um, and I think just, uh, it helps to have people that are really encouraging and like encourage you to tell your stories. But um, yeah, I think the thing is, is that you, you just have to, you have to do it. You just have to, you have to do it. And even if that means it's messy at first, um, I didn't go to school like to be a writer, but I think kind of the osmosis of, of reading plays and scripts and, um, and seeing things, seeing as much as you can, seeing theater, seeing um movies watching old movies you 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 pick up you learn so much when you're doing that when you're doing when you're enjoying the things you love um that feels like a really abstract abstract answer for you but uh yeah I think the thing is to just um keep keep going so yeah yeah so you you weren't writing when like how how long have you did is was it since you decided to start writing um I started writing I started writing in like 2016 um and I uh it kind of started out of um just being fixated on a few different ideas that um I don't know have you ever heard of a have you ever heard of the morning morning pages like it's um there's a book called the artist's way by Julia Cameron and it's Um, it's been around forever. It's been around like since the eighties and, um, or I think the eighties, it's really not forever, but, um, 
it's been around for a long time. I like remember my parents having it on their shelf. And one of the things that she really encourages, I also full disclosure, I think I've only read the first two chapters of it, but she talks about like every morning, just um, not journaling, but doing morning pages just to like clear your mind and brain. And that um, I started doing that and just like kind of writing three pages every morning. And I started to see like themes and things that I was really interested in. They kept popping up over and over again. And, um, and I started to try to create an idea out of them and like wrote my first probably terrible script and then kind of kept going after that and was really listening to what I was interested in and what I wanted to do. And um, it, uh, I started sharing that work and I was really fortunate that a few people that read it shared it with other people. And then they shared it with some other people and those people became really big fans of mine and came onto a project as producers and I'm still working with them now. So I think like, yeah, you, the starting writing and not knowing what you're doing, um, but then like not being afraid to share it with people is, um, is a big leap. I think a lot of people write and then they're afraid to share it. <laughs> so yeah. I think making sure you're trying to get it out there and because ultimately it's not like, not just for you it's for other people it's for an audience ultimately so um yeah I started writing in, in about 2016 and found some producers that really wanted to um uh make a tv show that I wrote and um opened up a lot of doors for me that way and um I pitched that tv show like all over all over town didn't sell it and that's okay. Um, and that's actually, I ended up turning it into a feature. Um, and that's, they're still on as producers for the feature. So, mm. um, yeah. Is that uh, Mimi? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's Mimi. That was originally, I wrote that as a half hour television pilot. And um, the, the thing that, uh, the thing that I've learned a lot, like in the last year or two is that there's, um, it's pitching TV. Uh, you kind of have a finite number of places you can go um once you've gone to if you're pitching a network show if you're pitching um you know to streamers it, you can go to every place but then there's there's kind of a cutoff there's nowhere else to go if you um if you don't sell it it can't really have a second life until um you know maybe years down the road um but with a feature you kind of have unlimited avenues like you could make it as an indie for on a super low budget or you could just take it to another producers and there's kind of a there's there are a lot more um avenues to kind of go down in order to get a movie made versus a tv show made at least that's that's been my experience yeah that's interesting because you hear about like the like with streaming how how that's you know it's become a lot more popular than than mm -hmm. old-fashioned kind of like making movies but uh yeah it's interesting that yeah well it's I mean I think that right now also with tv there's just there's so there's so much and there's so there's something for everybody like it's impossible to keep up with everything <laughs> like I just you everyone always feels behind on the show that they're supposed to watch I think um but when you're as a creator trying to get a show made um you still like you know Netflix or Hulu or 
um, uh, any, any, like any streamer that you're going to pitch a television show to, like they're only going to buy so many shows. And so then there are only so many other places you can go. Like you can't make an indie TV show, um, unless you want to pay for it yourself, I guess. Like, I, I don't know if you want to like make a web series or something, which, you know, or I don't, if you're looking to make something just for yourself, you, you go make the thing. But I think the thing that has been, um, interesting with with tv is there's so much of it but there's still only a finite number of places you can go if you want to sell a show um and make it i don't know if that's that's like clear but um yeah do you like is it is it hard to to like put so much time into something and not knowing if it'll ever like be out there you know because yeah it's so hard (laughs) it's so hard but it's like it's great if you want to do I mean if you love doing it you know you it's it's a good kind of work but yeah I interrupted you but yeah it's so it's super hard because you know you you put in so many so much time into a project and like you know sometimes you don't you don't sell it um I feel like I've had this conversation with people a lot recently that anything that's like this is going to sound so so awful and intimidating but like anything that's worth doing takes seven years like that's probably not exactly accurate but like um I just have a lot of friends who have made projects that are either uh you know have gone to big festivals or they are on tv and they've taken it looks like easy when you see it up on screen but I know that they had that idea seven years before it ever got made um and and Mimi is not dissimilar to that um uh even um I know you mentioned that you saw Epic Night um which the guy who originally came up with that idea had it like five years ago so I think it's like it's just so many moving pieces you have to be willing to be patient and like really really do the work and like make sure you know everything inside and out but um yeah it's like heartbreaking when you have to like put a project down for a while because it didn't it didn't go so I guess you can always turn it into a book (laughs) yeah like so how do you how do you like stay motivated despite um like despite how long it is um that's a really good question (laughs) um I think that like I think part of that well, I think part of it is like making sure you're sharing your work with people as you go, like being being okay, not sharing necessarily a finished product, because if you're just doing it in like your own void by yourself, I think it gets, it can get pretty lonely. I think some people like that maybe, but um, I've always been someone who prefers feedback and an audience. Um, I think that to stay motivated, oh gosh, um, I, I think you get better about, I think you get better about treating it like a job as you go, even if you're not necessarily getting paid for something up front or like so much of writing work is um, you're kind of doing it for free at first until someone pays you to do it and you got to like prove that you can do it. So it feels like it really does you really do have to be self-motivated in a way that you don't have to be. If you're a doctor, you, if you show up to work and you have priorities and you have patients you need to treat, but as a writer, it's really easy to be like, I don't feel like it today, but 
if you do that, then you're, if you're, you're only kind of your own worst enemy. Um, but uh, yeah, I think the like writing from home and stuff too, especially like in the last few years, it's an interesting thing because you really have to like create space for yourself and hours for yourself in order to, even if you're writing bad stuff, at least you sat and, and, and wrote. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a real, I think it's a bit of a, um, I, as with so many artistic professions, I think it's just about a, a lot about willpower and um, yeah, like figuring out ways to motivate yourself. Yeah. Um, you know, I want to ask, um, like going back a little bit, in your life how did you um decide to to like pursue uh like acting and writing uh with you know because because it's it's easy to to like to be unsure about it you know and so how did you, mm-hmm. how did you know? um i mean oof. I, I, I'm really lucky because my, my dad is a photographer. So he kind of grew up in a very artistic profession. I was always going, he used to photograph, um, he used to, uh, I grew up, grew up in right outside of DC and he used to photograph like the Washington ballet and the opera. And so I kind of grew up being exposed to that a lot. And also I'm so lucky that my parents always kind of encouraged it. I think um there's a I don't know if you've been watching the Olympics at all there's this commercial that like keeps making me cry it's an Etsy commercial of all things and it's like it's about like people following their artistic passions and like when you're a little kid you're like oh yeah like do that like be creative and then you get a little older and people are like no but you have to get a real job and then like you kind of come out of that and if you keep doing the artistic thing that you love and that like feeds you um you can have success in that but it's definitely like a really, you have to really, I think you have to just really want it. I think you have to really, like, I remember just being a, like a little kid and being like, I want to do that. I want to be on stage or write for stage or make stories. And I think if you have that feeling, like you, you can get it later in life, I think. But once you have that feeling, like that's, it, it really drives you. Um, because there are so many people that are going to be like, no, this is not good enough, or you're not good enough, or whatever it is. But I think that if you have that passion to like make to tell stories and or to make things in any artistic discipline, like you, you kind of like the only person stopping you is yourself. Because everyone's going to be like, well, that doesn't really like that's like is that a real future? But if you kind of surround yourself by people that are doing the same thing it starts to become I think more real and more tangible um living in New York and LA has really helped that because I'm surrounded by people in the entertainment industry um I I would imagine that if I lived in an area where there was nobody in the entertainment industry it might be like a little bit harder to imagine that as a reality um not saying like move move to do your job you can write from anywhere but it does help I think to be surrounded by like-minded people um I don't know if you feel like you have that at your school or like I felt like I went to a school that wasn't like super super arts focused it had arts but it was like more like athletics focused um so then when I went to college it felt like a real big change because everybody at our school was 
focused on the arts. Yeah, that's that's interesting because I feel the same way. Like my school is like has arts and 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 focuses on it, but maybe not not more than academics or sports. Mm-hmm. And um, so like so going to to NYU was that was that like and being surrounded by so many other people in who wanted to do the same things um was did that like did that change things um yeah I think so I think that I think if anything like and I don't think you need to even necessarily go to an arts college or like even go to college honestly to have a really successful career in the arts but the thing I really got out of going to college was the um was just like the people that I met there are the people that I work I do work with them still like all the time um I uh see them all the time like it's a, it's a very like like-minded group of people for for better or worse um so I think that really um, I think I had this sensation in high school that like I kind of was like had my foot in a lot of different um, kind of activities and like a lot of different friend groups but I, I wasn't like didn't have like a really like-minded group of people I think until I went to college um, and they're still like my best friends today and um, we uh, I met my husband there and we we are filmmakers together we we were writing a project together right now and um, he made a movie that um, with another person from NYU that went to Tribeca a few years ago. And um, it's definitely like the community aspect of that. Like you can't, it's, it's hard to make art in a, in a bubble. It helps to have a community of people. So I would say, yeah, it definitely changed things a lot. I felt like a tremendous amount of support from the people that I met there. Um, But again, that being said, like I have really wonderful friends that didn't have that experience in college or didn't go to college and they have forged incredible careers for themselves and friendships like I think like basically if you work hard and like don't be a shitty person like you're you, you're gonna find your people um I feel like high school is like a whole different beast in terms of like everybody's prior no not everybody knows what their priorities are yet and so it's kind of like you're a little more scattered and I think that um sounds like I sound like an old person I'm like with age comes like you know yourself better you get you really and you know like who who really like helps feed your artistic passions and who doesn't so it's a really I feel like I'm giving you like really long answers to these questions but it's like making me it's making me consider some big big ideas yeah I mean it's that's just all um it's all just interesting to me you know because uh like you know I don't I I can only imagine like what you know it's it's kind of like being in high school is is uh is you're only focused on on that moment you know not Mm -hmm. you don't realize how how things are going to be different uh in the future you know Mm -hmm. and um you're you're like also the thing I would I would like maybe say to my high school self is like you're I'm not like trying to give you advice like we don't we don't we don't know each other but this would be the thing I would say to myself is that um like 
in high school, like your world, my world is like everything, your world is so small. Like you're, you have your community and you have the people that you see. And like, it just, it like with more years that go by, your world just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And um, I'm also saying that as someone that like, we like didn't have the internet in the way that it is now um, in high school. So maybe that is totally wrong for like kind of the experience you and your friends might be having, but it feels like the things that you focus on are so minute and it just, your world does expand. Like once you kind of move on from high school um, and uh, yeah, that feels like a little preachy, but that was my experience. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you about, uh, about like, like writing a script. Um, do you, do you, um, do you have an, like an idea of, of like, I guess, do you, do you follow some sort of, uh, like outlining system or, or how do you, how do you approach that? Um, it depends, it kind of depends what it's for, like when it's for a job, um, like I was on a, I was on a, um, I was on a job for like most of the early part of the pandemic that um, uh, I had to, I had to turn in outlines, I had to turn in, um, like I had to really be mapping out what I was doing, it was for, uh, it was a feature that they just like wanted to see every step and that was kind of in my contract to do that. Um, I probably should be doing that always, but if I'm writing something that's just like my own idea that I'm not like contracted to do, I'll usually, um, it's a little bit more loose. Um, I'll like, I mean, I'll always like outline a little bit, but um, I think there's like a very formal version of it. And then there's the kind of like, oh, I'm writing on a napkin kind of thing. Um, so, or like, you know, writing in a, if I'm researching, if I'm researching for a project I'll be writing in the book maybe. And so the back of like so many of my books have like the outline for something. But if it's for like a studio or if it's for, um, for someone who's paying me um, up top, they, they kind of, they expect like, um, like for this particular one, it was like, they expect like, okay, you do like a two pager kind of pitch of it. And then you'll turn in like first outline and then second outline that can be like anywhere from like, you know four pages to ten pages to like whatever they want and um and then like once the outline is approved in a job like that then they'll send you to script and then you have certain steps in the script which you get you kind of like get paid for each step so it's not like here go write a movie and see you in six months or whatever um it's very much like if you're working with a studio they'll be checking in on you and like looking over your shoulder, making sure that you're not like going off the rails because that's, it, that can happen as well. And you're like, oh, what about, what if I did this? And you're by yourself in your little office typing and then you turn it in two weeks later, they're like, this isn't what we talked about. So it's kind of just like everybody being accountable to each other is like what that like formal outlining process really helps. But um, it's also like really easy to get kind of hung up in that, that part of the process, I think when there are a lot of, people like a lot of cooks in the kitchen um so again that was a long answer but if I'm working on something just for myself it's a lot sketchier and sometimes I'll just sometimes I'll just start with a scene and kind of work like be like I know that this I, I know I want to see this scene I know I want these characters to have this moment and then I'll kind of work like out from that even if it ends up being 
like in the in the middle of the movie like I wrote I wrote a play that I think I started I think the first scene I wrote of this play was like the second to last scene so I think it's there's no like right right or wrong way to do it I'm sure there's some people that would be like that's an insane way to work but I think sometimes you got to follow like what's fun for you because if you're trying to do like do follow all the rules it's going to stop being fun and if it's if it's not fun for you it's not going to be fun for anybody to read (laughs) yeah how do you um like um when you like what's the the you said that you had uh uh like something that you wanted to write about um what is the the like the like the like motivation for for something that you write you like if if it's if it's uh if it's uh a comedy are are you trying to i i guess i'm asking are you are you concerned with the like like the the messages that that you're putting out there or or what are you trying to like impart on on the viewer um like are you asking kind of like what like what like drives writing something or like what like or if i like have like a moral messaging through through my work or something more about um uh what drives it like are you trying to yeah just what what drives it for you with with uh with um like personally and and what like yeah what makes it it meaningful for you okay yeah oh you're really making me think here sorry (laughs) it's like deep thoughts um in a good way um I I think like the original thing well like the kind of baseline for me is always just like writing really fun roles for women um and I think that that's been kind of this through like and and a lot of what I've been working on is like very um like friendship friendship focused and like what it means to value and take care of a friendship like we don't no one like you never sign a friendship contract you don't like there's like it's different like there's a different like kind of energy that goes into like taking care of your friends that I don't think we talk about as much because we're kind of a society that's more focused on like you know partners and their and and like love and like finding the one and like there's I think a whole like world to explore in that with just kind of talking about friendship that's been a big part of some of the projects I've been on and then also just written personally but I think generally it's just um like having really fun female characters that like have are kind of driving the story and um I think like my priority is always like is this would this be fun for an actor like I think I, I always come at it from an actor first perspective so I'm like would this be fun for for characters is, would this be a fun character to play is are these words fun to say because I've been on the side of things where you get scripts and you're like this is a cool idea but like these lines are not fun to say it just kind of like feels like Meh, in your mouth and so I think that finding finding a way to um make your characters feel 
like make an actor feel like, ooh, I want to do that. I want to play that um, is, is always my priority. Um, um, yeah, I think that that's a huge, huge driving force for me. Um, trying to think if there's anything else. I mean, that, that feels like pretty much like the heart of the stuff I've been doing most late, lately. Yeah. Um, and for example, in uh, Epic Night, I'm not sure how much of that uh you know because they're uh they're writers but uh it's it's like it's a very um kind of like uh like a tight comedy you know like like mm -hmm. the jokes um uh it, it feels like really you know like like um exact and in like a good way and um and so I, I wanted to ask how how you like how how one is funny in writing well that was supposed to be a drama so i guess we missed the mark no it wasn't it was it was the whole thing was supposed to be like a fun high school oh no they're college oh my god i haven't seen, i haven't watched it in a while um sometimes i just like forget projects i've worked on because there's just like not enough room in my brain um but i loved working on that project i did not forget that um i uh that was um so that was an interesting experience because we had to be really precise because the format of it was like just such an insane way to work. It was it, it branching narrative comedy. Um, and I don't know if you've seen um, the ones, Netflix did one called Bandersnatch um, that is part of like the Black Mirror series. And then they also did a branching narrative of Kimmy Schmidt um they are it's really interesting to see like it almost feels more straightforward when you're doing a drama with that but um the nature of writing a branching narrative where it's essentially like a choose your own adventure you can't say that like you can't say choose your own adventure because legally the family that created choose your own adventure will sue you <laughs> so it's called a branching narrative um but it's a uh, it's the precision and that had to be like, because if you think about giving an actor lines in a show like that, they have to, that you have to then shoot, like if you're doing an, in a normal shot, if you're doing say like three versions of it, you're doing like three takes, we'd have to do like between 12 and 20 because you have to respond for every single situation, like every track that the story could go on. Um, so writing the scripts was insane. Like we just had like charts and boards all over the walls, like with like string and like arrows, like this is where we could go next with this. And it all had to like make sense and come back around. So I think a lot of the, like we leaned really hard on having like the ha ha moments, the jokes, the like the things that felt like kind of like punctuation marks be like really good ways in and out of scenes because it's just um that format I honestly think after writing that I'm like I think I can write anything because it was um Sierra um Katow who's a really funny lovely lady that um is she's a stand-up comedian and um really great writer she um she and I were I think we were so desperate to get out of the heady mapping place that like kind of the comedy became so important because we're like, 
it's not, it, to be honest, it's not the most fun thing to write because it's not like you're just writing a story and following a character and getting to know that character. You're, you're literally writing a story for a character that has like split personalities. At least that's how it feels when you're writing. Then when you watch it and you follow one track, you're like, oh, this all tracks. But the writing of it, I think we were like really leaning into the jokes because the rest of it was just so hard. It was so hard to write. Um, I did another one with that company that um, hasn't been released yet, but it's a, it's a really challenging format. Um, it's like almost feels like you're doing math and I hate math. <laughs> so um, yeah, but um, I'm glad you watched it. It feels like it's a, a, a platform, um, it's a format that's tough because it really has to be on its platform. And I think other companies are trying to explore how they put things like that on their streaming services, but you have to be able to interact with it. You have to, it's almost more like a video game than it is a narrative show. Yeah. Um, and I know you have to, to, to go soon, but I just wanted to um, uh, ask you about um, the short film, Big Boy Pants. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and so I guess just like, uh, how, like, where did you come up with the, the, the like, turn that that it goes on? Um, that was, um, so, okay, so I originally wrote that short as a live show, um, that I did at UC, I don't know if you're familiar with, um, Upright Citizens Brigade, like UCB, they, um, an, an improv theater, um, that, uh, there was, they had a show there called, um, uh, I'm sorry if I'm like using swear words on your podcast, but I don't know what your rules are. <laughs> There's a show called Legitimate Goddamn Theater at UCB. Mm -hmm. um, and it was a show that invited like one act basically to perform that like didn't need, like didn't need to be funny. Um, and so it was, they were supposed to be like, uh, they were supposed to be kind of a different flavor than the rest of the show, the rest of the things at um at UCB so I did it for that um for that show and it felt like it just felt like a fun like campy campy kind of thing to do where like how do we just keep surprising the audience um and felt like a little bit like of a throwback to like kind of like 80s like kind of melodrama like thriller crime whatever um yeah I just like think that was just it felt like it kind of felt like with that like what's the next fun thing we can do like how do we make the audience gasp and then um, I was really lucky I did that show and like some some a, a director that was like a friend of a friend was in the audience and came up to me and was like can we make this into a short and like he's like I want to I want to make this and um, so I think that that was and then we kind of like drove that home a little bit more with uh, with the twists of it all um, just because it felt more like cinematic and more fun and um, yeah, that whole thing was just like a super fun experience because it felt like doing a it felt like doing a play on on film, which is not always how like acting on film feels. Um, yeah, trying to think. I like twists and turns. I like surprises. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's always good to I think surprise yourself when you're writing as well. Be like, 
ooh, like I didn't guess that that was going to happen. And you have the power to do that. You have the power to make that happen. So um, yeah, it was a super, that was a super fun, fun thing to work on. Yeah. Did you, did you do improv at um, UCB? Yeah, I did. I will say, yeah, I did a lot of improv at UCB. I, um, it was kind of my, uh, it was, I would say it was kind of honestly my gateway into, into writing. I think that it was something that I was doing as an actor. And then I kind of realized like every single time you walk into whether it's a black box theater or it's, it's a classroom where they teach improv that has four white walls and a door and a bunch of chairs. You're like, Oh, you can like time travel here. You can, you can go, you can do anything. You can be any character. You can literally create something out of nothing out of an empty room essentially with an audience um and I think that that was a really that was for anyone like looking to anyone who's like I'm not a writer I can't write but like if they can do improv even if they're doing bad improv they're still creating something out of nothing and like Mm -hmm. maybe that's not maybe that improv isn't necessarily like maybe they're not the funniest person on the planet but maybe they'd write a like killer like thriller you know so it's, I think the idea of being in a same thing, like being in a room of like-minded people that just want to make stuff um, is really helpful to, to the writing process. So yeah, I, I would say that I didn't, um, weirdly the improv part ended up becoming almost secondary. It was more just the kind of freedom of being like, oh, we can just be making stuff all the time. Like mm-hmm. there's no such thing as writer's block if you're with people that are inspiring you in a way. Yeah. I'm sure some people would beg to differ, but I think that it's just a, it's a, it's a fun way to like open up your brain. Yeah. Or like if you have writer's block or just like writing about having writer's block, you know? Exactly. I mean, what, isn't that like basically the plot you've seen adaptation? Yeah. 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 It's like, I mean, or like, I feel like there are a lot of movies like that. And I think there's a way to do that in a really boring way that we've seen before and there's also a way to do that that is so exciting and so thrilling and so personal to you because like if you're telling your story through your lens no one else can tell that story in that way um but yeah I think that's exactly exactly right right it's like there's nothing wrong with writing what you know yeah um and then so uh if you want to uh, plug anything that you know that is going out there maybe not like too many oh, gosh. podcast but um I am <laughs> I'm in a um I'm in a place right now where I'm I I genuinely don't have anything to plug that is like currently about to go out into the world for people to see I'm in a I'm, I'm potentially going into pre-production on a, on two different films this year, but it's not. I'll let you know. I'll let you know if that actually happens this year. It's it's a bit of a like sitting and writing and kind of a waiting game on um, trying to figure out if we're going to shoot these shoot these two projects this year. But I'll plug them when they become more real. 